Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. I'm just excited. I've got like... (laughs) The best buddies in the world. Um, tonight, if the title would be, uh, would be entitled Haram Conversations. <laughs> but tonight, I've got Kason and Johnston here. Man. Wow. What's up? Amazing. What's up? Soul What's food. Up? Finally, after how many months yeah. we get wow. invited on the show? Wow. Wow. We've been sidelined all this time. Very yeah, helpful, all actually. this time. And finally, when he, ran out, when he ran out of gas, he called us. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, it's more like I'm preparing myself, you know, to handle two. Mm, yeah. yeah. Had the prominent figures. We had all the Kevin wow. Lewis and the Keith Days and the NDOs and uh, the Brian Mutachins and all. And yeah. Wow. Okay, fine. Yeah, just oh, get the lift right, and the wind. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we so know. All of we you, know. To all of you listening yeah. to this podcast, I want you to know Kason loves them. <laughs> they are friends. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm going to train with uh, Keith Tay and uh, Pastor Kevin and Brian, of course, uh, Pastor right. Andy as well. Well, tonight, of course, with both of you, um, it's just going to be exciting because we're going to talk about something we love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think this is something that brought us together. Uh, the first time when I went over to Cal to study and when I met Johnston when he was in a transition. <laughs> he was searching. Uh, yeah. searching, he was searching, searching. Searching. Searching the world. The lost <laughs> and, to be found. And uh, yeah, it's uh, through worship. And of course, we are, we're talking about uh, when you say worship, it's the part where the band comes together, the people that are finding the songs week in and week out to lead the congregation uh, to encounter God. And so yeah, that's how we kind of met. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, I, I was telling so my wife, fun. I miss like, you know, standing on the ground and then like look up at Johnston and like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. All the wrong notes. Uh. All the wrong me, notes. Me, 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 me. All the wrong codes and like, uh, the, are you going to raise key? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Is it going to happen? Are you going to play that? Are you going to play that G chord? Yeah. Play that G chord, <laughs> are you going to play that G chord? So maybe we can begin like uh, with Johnny. What is that one worship song that like defined your entire life that made one you worship song that made you went on bended knees the kind of thing uh for me i'm old school uh, you know i love uncle don uncle don is always forever uncle in my heart don. yeah you know this is one i uh, yeah, sorry you asked me this question right i can't remember the name of the song uh, it's uh, it's the one where lord you seem so far away a million miles or more if oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I, I think i think i will sing by don moen Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is like, you know, whenever you feel like, oh man, Jesus, I've not been close. You hear that song one time, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus wants you back. You know, Jesus that's like, that's like the word. every day of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I don't know something about the first line. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll come I will back. sing. Yeah. I will praise. The kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. And, and you know, what I realized. Yeah, I realized with Uncle Don Singh, right? He actually he likes to sing and speak at the same time. When his singing is kind of like speaking, he does like, yeah, he even realized he like, I will sing, I will pray. Like, is he never he didn't sing it, you know? Okay, yeah, so that, that's my that's you my must old be school song. To a lot of Uncle Don, how about you? Uh, yeah, TK. Oh, by, by the way, um, if you hear TK, <laughs> um, this uh, term, who's that? Uh, this is what we call Kaysern. Um, it's a special term for him. So yeah, TK, how about you? Oh man, uh, the first song that I really, I, I think that I really worship to is Jesus, We Enthrone You. Wow. <laughs> yeah, although if you ask me, do I really like that song? Actually, I don't. But I just remember in children's church, that was probably one of the first times that I lift up, up my hands like uh, authentically. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, so how about the other times? <laughs> of, course, well, of course, the other times I didn't mean it, you know. Oh. But for some reason, I don't know why. It wasn't, it wasn't really the song. I think it was just a moment that God 
a moment. It was a moment in time. Moments like this. Yeah. Who is that song by again? Actually, you know what? I have no idea. I really have no idea. Oh my God, uh, Jesus maybe one of those you. Integrity or Ken Henry or one of those guys. I don't know, man. But if you were to ask me, you know. Oh wow! If 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 it's by Don Moen. It is. What? Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Don Moen too. Yeah, it's John. Mo- it's Don Moen. Wow. Hill song zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but if I were to pick one song that I, it, I think y'all would know this as well. You know, like if I were to just have any song that will be my favorite that I will sing mm-hmm. for all time. You know, if I can just have one worship song, it would be Beautiful Savior. Oh yeah, oh. that's your jam. That's my that's your jam. jam, man. That's my jam, man. Shout out to the Belong Co. Yeah, <laughs> hey. hey, uh, you know it has to be like a six eight song for me, lah. That's for yeah. sure, lah. You know, you you and your six eight man. Uh-huh. Actually, you know what six eight? I actually really love him. For me, it's like sloppy wet kisses, lah. Sloppy wet kisses. John Mark, mm-hmm. lah. That's a, that's that's also my jam. Oh, we we will get to that later. Yeah. I think for myself, right, it has to be a heart of worship. It's like, oh, oh, that's a good, that's a good one. That is a good one. I think it's like uh, I don't know why we always feel like a sinner. And then yeah, we, when you get uh, to the chorus, you feel you're. I'm coming back. Come on, I'm coming back. Yeah, man. So uh, all these songs, right? That like we just listed and we talk about, it definitely brings us a lot of memories. And I think uh, I think three of us together. I think we have. Okay, we didn't do like Jesus be enthroned you together, But I think like beautiful Savior, we have sung it together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember other Uncle Don songs. Uh, probably give thanks, you know. <laughs> give yeah, thanks. Give thanks. Yeah, but heart of worship. Um, I think like just uh, like thinking of heart of worship. I remember like once uh, we had like a worship gathering, and I think we had like a really uh, deep and intimate moment. Yep. Where where we were just and I think yeah TK was talking and sharing about something. Uh, can't really remember, but yeah, it was a great time. Wow, that impactful, huh? <laughs> that impactful. Wow. Can't remember it, but it was impactful. Yeah, changed your life, I'm sure. Yeah. But as you know, like now with the pandemic going on, you know, and like you guys are working so hard back in uh, Collective. Shout out no, to Collective. No, not, not me. Just, just Johnny. Just Johnny? No, <laughs> not, not really. I, I, oh, Juan, okay. Juan. Shout out to Juan. Shout out to Juan. Who cares about Juan, man? <laughs> Oh Hashtag please follow at Juan Tan. Uh, actually, we should get Juan. Maybe the next one, like like a part two. <laughs> yeah, part two. Yeah. So, I remember I had this conversation with uh, TK earlier on. Like, oh man, it, it's so hard. Like, especially like um, Caroline and I, we just started this church, and to worship over Zoom, like we are using Zoom as a platform, is so hard. You know. So we tried like pre-recording it, and then we played it. Uh, it was a disaster because like right. you, can re- you really see on the screen, everyone is just like watching it. Uh, so right. I thought that, ah, oh, maybe my editing skills are, are not that good. So, okay. Hey, TK, can we get to use uh, Collective's uh, recorded stuff? And uh, TK was like, yeah, sure, man. So we used that, but still, you know, it, it was really tough uh, to get people to um, worship along, you know, in that kind of like sentiment. But I think with that, that worship along I'm talking about is like, what I have in mind is, is really that whole congregational feeling, you know, lifting up of hands, worshiping together. And honestly, I really miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But yes, with the pandemic and all that is going on, I don't know, TK, what, what do you think like moving forward, you know, for churches who maybe don't have the access to like really play pre-recorded stuff and all, do you think they should just force their way through to, you know, still worship over Zoom over IG Live, what do you think? Oh man, this is a really tough one because as you know, we are also still figuring our way out. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of course, during the whole pandemic, uh, during the peak of it all, when we, it first started and then uh, we, we just gradually got uh, better and better. When I say better and better, I don't mean um, we've perfected it already, but it's just we can see the progress, you know, from one man, one guitar with no mics straight to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. One man, one guitar, and one woman, <laughs> and then after that, one keyboard, and then with mics, and then that, so that we had yeah. what we call the whole worship squares. Yeah, uh, worship squares saga. Worship square season, which uh, I think would probably would still be a feature every now and then, like what mm-hmm. we did last week when we just had to have a had a last minute uh, cancellation of physical gathering. But um, 
Yeah, so a lot of figuring out what is uh, going on and how do we do this. But I think this, I think what I've always said and what I've actually learned actually from other people is that crisis does two things. One is it uh, accelerates change. Mm-hmm. So we've always talked about online content, online church, online worship, online um, services and messages, but we never really had the the discipline or rather the, the motivation to really get into it partly because of restrictions in terms of limited resources and things like that. But I think yeah. once the pandemic hit, you know, we, were, we had no choice. And I think as human beings, we are always better pushed than pulled towards a certain thing. So the, the whole crisis accelerated a change that we've already wanted to do. And the other thing that a crisis does, it, it exposes. So it exposes whatever that has been underlying already. So I, I guess this is a good time, not just for church in terms of worship, but everything actually. Uh, when things are really like, you know, the whole, the, like the whole Matt Raymond song, you know, when everything is stripped away, what is left? Mm. Um, it really tells a lot of how good a foundation we have built. And I, and I will honestly say, um, it leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really makes me think about how we've been teaching, how we've been training um, our own team and our whole church. You know, have we been too dependent on, on a crutch, you know? We always say, right, that uh, worship is not about the sound, the lights, but... Sometimes I think we say that, but do we really mean that in our decisions and, and actions, in our set list when we prepare and our program on a Sunday morning? It's like, uh, I, I will honestly say, you know what? A lot of times we, we, we don't intentionally say it without meaning it, of course, but naturally, you know, we, we, we take the easy way out. Uh. So I think, I think this, this whole season really um, exposes. It made me question a lot, really how have we really been building our, our worship life? And um, so I really have no answer except that um, it's, uh, at least we are aware. La. <laughs> mm. At least we are made aware right now. Okay, you know what? Since we are aware, what do we do from here? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think being aware is important. Um, I think it's super dangerous if we just don't know what's going on and we kind of go with the flow because Hillsong is doing it, Bethel is doing it. So I think we should do it you know, and uh, yeah, thank you TK for leading the team well. You know, I think being aware is, is the beginning for really discovering what else we could do. But Johnny, like, what do you think with the whole worship squares and everything? Do you think it's, it's tough for people to worship? Like, I know you are editing like crazy. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, let's, scrap, let's scrap it. <laughs> let's, no. let's, have, let's have worship circles with it. Yeah, worship circles, you know, just like bubbles, like Brady Bunch bubbles. You know, it's square. Uh, for, for, I mean, like kind of going back also, kind of like what TK said, I think this whole awareness thing is like, uh, I just had a thought the other day, like, because, okay, so Hillsong, shout out to Hillsong. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, they released like a couple of videos, like, they released just a couple of videos where they're worshipping and I mean it's it's the usual stuff like you know it's shot really well it's recorded very well mm. everything's very nice but I was actually really really touched by it lah. Mm. but then it kind of it kind of made me think like because at first like I think right now there's just so many formats you have live broadcasts you have the square things or yeah. I mean it's just different iterations of the same thing you could even just be doing it on your iPhone and recording it's kind of the same thing it's just like different variations of it you know so i kind of feel like there's really not just one thing that just works i think really being aware of what your congregation or even who your worshipers or your target audience are looking for i think that's the most important uh, because like if i could i i, I could I, I have the same feeling with that hillsong video i saw but i could go on to like another worship video and i could literally say I don't feel anything mm. maybe there's no attachment to it could be whatever la. but I still feel it's the same thing also in reverse the same live broadcast stuff I've watched is just so like or so immersive but then there's some live broadcast stuff where it's totally not immersive at all so I feel it, it, there's really not just one way of doing it and I think it's really about just getting to know what your congregation's needs are what their wants are So, but that being said sometimes we shouldn't always like give them what they want because sometimes mm. the, I mean, as a congregation, you know, if you give authority or you give responsibility for a team to lead into worship, well, then I feel like we got to be the ones that make the decision, lah, in like how we want to approach it or how we want to do it, mm-hmm. and we we I mean, at least our approach is genuine, lah. We're not just trying to like, oh, because everybody's doing it, so we better kind of do it that way, you know. 
I think then that, that's where we fall into that trap of like thinking like we're doing a good job, but uh, it's not effective at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, Hillsong, I remember when the this whole season started, I was I was really drawn in by uh, Hillsong East Coast or Hillsong. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, New York. You know, I think they used to be known as. Uh, just a very laid back kind of vibe where, okay, I I I I personally like the the approach where hey, we're not trying to recreate something here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that happens in a hall with a thousand people or even a hundred people together, it's not something that we can recreate at home. And to try to do that on a screen, uh, I think would be a bit misguided because it's a totally different thing altogether. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it can be beautiful as well. And I thought, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed what Hillsong East Coast did. Uh, those early weeks, you know, where they were just recording from their homes and all. Yeah. Uh, I they they weren't they weren't trying to you know like pump everything up and just get everyone rah rah yeah, yeah. and all. But you know they just hey you know what we're home and we're doing this and and I and I uh, yeah I quite enjoyed it. I mean you guys know. I mean we we're talking about it as well. Yeah. I know and I've heard some people uh, talk about it. Like it is so hard to worship from home, mm. and sometimes it feels like the worship team prepares so hard, record everything and all. I mean, like, how would you guys feel like knowing that okay, you have prepared it, you know, took the time to record it, only to find out that when they are playing it on TV, they are actually sitting on their couch having breakfast. Like, <laughs> just be honest. Like, how would you guys feel, man? Johnny, you wanna go first? <laughs> okay, Johnny, I, I mean, for me, if you tell me like somebody else did that, I'm not surprised because I mean I am no um I'm no saint, you know. Sometimes <laughs> trying to say, you, John, <laughs> you know. Sometimes also I I my engagement is also you know sitting down having my cup of coffee. Although I don't drink coffee, maybe, are you sure you're sitting down? Are you sure you're uh, not like, in this position, position right now where you're lying down with a pillow? <laughs> no, this is a uh, what uh, uh, this is a uh, lying. Okay, I don't know where I'm going. But but I, I mean like, okay, how I would feel about it is more or less kind of like, I remember like, okay, this just going back to what TK said, you know, many years ago, like many ones, it's like sometimes it's just not about like, you know, like worship doesn't just have to be, oh, you know, as long as I lift up my hands, I close my eyes, then that's only counted as worship. But what if I'm like super engaged to like the lyric, the words? What if from I'm... The, from your bed? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying from my bed. I'm just saying like my engagement is totally there, you know? Because okay. I could, all, I mean like, in another perspective, I could be doing whole closing eyes things, using my hands thing, but my mind is thinking about where am I going for lunch. Mm. And you know what? Like, I think like it's, it's even worse if I know the song. If I know the song and I know all the lyrics, I could literally think about tap fun and close my eyes and watch it. Ding, ding, ding. Confession time. Yeah, I, co- I mean like, it, that's just like some realities of fit lah. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. For me, I feel kind of like, you know, sitting down and... I. I I don't really have too much opinions on it. But of course, I mean, I feel there's also got to be a certain kind of reverence. Lah. If like you're worshipping, you know, if you really think like you're worshipping like the God Almighty, but you're in your bed, in your boxes, and like <laughs> lying down, you know, like belly eyes open, then I think then we've kind of, we are a bit mis- misguided. Lah. Mm, sure. <laughs> really gone off the trail a bit, you know. Oh, there's, 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 no, no respect, no respect. No respect, the respect yeah. you know. Uh, mm. respect. But yeah, again, like you know how ah oh, man, you you come in week in, week out, preparing the, the lyrics and all, and then recording. I remember mm-hmm. TK once he was recording and then his grab rider <laughs> ring his doorbell. He had to <laughs> yes, stop yes. recording and then recording. Yeah, oh my. So how about you, TK? I mean, imagine yeah. you go through all of that and then to find out, like, ah oh, man, I'm having my breakfast, you know, and then I'm seeing Kason leading worship on TV. Um uh, Again, I think the mistake would be to try to recreate uh, what we used to have. Mm-hmm. I think what we used to have was a moment together. That's why it is important for mm. everyone to do the same thing at that moment together. But once you record something on a video, yep. you're, not, you're not trying to have a moment together at the same time. Yep. The moment together will come. Uh, I know this may sound a bit consumeristic, but when that person turns on that video, maybe two months later actually and who is to say that there cannot be a moment of worship I mean I've mm, uh, okay for in, in, in terms of engagement or worship actually yeah. my, one of my favorites is actually Battle TV and I've actually watched and really worship like, like really have the, have the kind of uh, vibe you know and the kind of atmosphere in my own house playing a video from uh, 2018 so yeah. I think my concern is not really that great because yeah who's, it's different from being in a live room you see we're creating a moment together at the same time but yeah. when you yeah. do a video you're creating a moment together further down the road you know and you yeah. never know when so I that's mean, something that uh, it's not something for okay we're doing a video for this Sunday and if this Sunday the 
moment misses, that's it. So that's the that's the upside of, of doing something like this where yeah. someone can use it, you know, further down the road. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. I'm liking what you're saying. Um yeah, it's true because it all boils down to the focus of why we are creating that worship. I yeah. think um, if we bear that in mind, you know, to all of the worship leaders out there, worship team out there that are preparing week in and week out and you are feeling depressed that you know no one is worshiping together in that congregational setting on a Sunday morning or a Saturday evening, Friday evening kind of thing. Um, but if your focus is, hey, you know what, one day, uh, maybe a year down the road, a couple months down the road, that person plays that, that song again, you know, that person might be ministered to, you know. So I think having that kind yeah. of focus would really shift the pressure away. I think like when I, when I asked you that question, it was a question filled with pressure, you know, like I'm doing so much, I'm giving my best, you know, and then like Johnny is editing, you know, checking all the levels, some people singing out of tune, I'm just kidding, you know, or like... <laughs> Wrong call. No, you're, no, you're not kidding, AK. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Oops. You know, and, and like wrong chords, and he's like, hey, can you record this again, bro? And then to actually find out, like, oh man, um, you might see it from a friend or someone else. Like, it's, sometimes it's innocent, one. it's not like in your face. It's more of like you see a, 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 a friendly church member who is like recording, you know, in their living room, like, hey, worship service. <laughs> having a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At first when I, okay, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh man, how can we get everyone to like worship together congregationally, you know? Because that is like one thing that, oh man, the experience and all. And I think uh, recently Collective Bangsa talked about it. You know, it's it's really part of being a human, you know, the sweat, the smell. Did we? Did we talk about it? I don't know, man. (laughs) It's it's on the Collective Bangsa. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Um, Then I guess, uh, shout out to Eddie then. Shout out to Eddie. It's a lot of shout outs in this podcast. Shout out and tag. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Point proven. I'll listen to it one week from now. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Yeah. So just yeah. I think back again to the focus. Like, I think if we we focus on uh something else that matters and really particularly um you know what? I don't mind. I prepare it now. And if let's say the person a couple of months later really enjoy it, I think, and bless yeah. their heart, you know. I think it's just like the song, I'm reminded of the song uh, Steel. Mm, like right. when it first came out, right? It was just like, wow, oh, another worship song. But when the tsunami actually happened, I think in what, what year was it again? And it really mm. hit like Archer badly and all. And then they mm, used yeah. that song as like a theme song. Yeah. I don't know if you watch some of those videos. Man, that song like came to life. Like yep. literally when the oceans rise and yep. Yeah. But, but you know what like saying this thing you know like how Oceans is a huge song right hmm? so when that album just came out right that was Zion right was it Zion I think so I think so yeah. it was it was, yeah, anyways, it was the same album as Relentless uh. mm-hmm. um, when I heard the song for the first time I like no this song does not do it for me mm-hmm. like I was listening to you I was like oh, I mean because when I listen to stuff I can't listen more for like you know guitar parts arrangement and I was just hearing I was like ah, this is alright you know, but then interestingly, like about two, three months later, I I watched a video where they talked a little bit about the song story, about mm. like what, what's the approach to it. And then when I re-listened to the song, suddenly the song kind of like hit me again. But it was the same song, you know, like I, I think like even like kind of going on like what TK said, like we expect, you know, like that thing is going to hit you at that moment, you know, it's like sometimes when the album drops or a song drops, you want everybody to be with you there at that moment. But I guess like the media format, it's, it's almost have like certain kind of longevity. So if you put like a video on YouTube, yeah, maybe the experience will be later lah. Which I find mm. myself doing. I also listen to a uh, collective worship. Sometimes we cut out the snippets of it and we put it on YouTube. Yeah, I actually do listen to some of those songs like in the car, listening back and like, oh, wow, that, oh, that, that, song kinda nice. spe- that song kind of speaks to me now, you know? And you know some of these songs like even when I'm editing it, it doesn't speak to me but it, it sticks with me and then it'll come like later on, mm. you know? Yeah. Man, it will be a tremendous effect <coughs> like every time you edit a song like the presence of God is in your studio. Yeah, I mean... I mean, sometimes, you know, when you're editing it so much, right, the presence just kind of like, <laughs> it ain't there. Okay, but, but then, since, like, since you brought it up, Johnny, yeah. what, what is the song that when it first came out, TK for you, that it didn't cut out for you, but then later on, you was like, oh man, this is my jam right now. You talking about our own songs or like... In Not general? any songs, our own songs. Any or... songs. 
for me it was really for sure oceans like, uh, I really did not I did not under, I did not feel that song maybe I thought the song sounded like another song so I was like ah okay not ain't gonna listen to this you know but then it hit me much later lah and like it stuck with me okay for me um okay not wanting to go jump on a hill song bandwagon but it's also a hill song song I love uh, hill song. song man it's actually thanks Joe uh, it's actually the song touch of heaven oh. Okay. Yeah. So, so so when the song first came out, even when we first did it in church, like, ah, oh, what song is this? Like, <laughs> so it wasn't really that um, taken by it, but but it wasn't Hill song that did it for me. It was uh, it was Bethel wow. that did it in one of their worship sessions. Oh. And mm. I think that's probably one of my most played Bethel uh, videos on YouTube over the mm-hmm. past two years. Uh, I can't remember this guy. He's quite big size. He was worship leading with a hat. He looks like he looks like a hill song guy. What's his name? The guy that sings Cornerstone. Ah, oh, 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 David Ware. David yeah, Ware. yeah. He looks kind of like him, but so that was a song that uh, hit me. But it was not because of hill song. It was because of Bethel. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, but you know what? Like, I had this exact same thing also with the song "So Will I." The mm. one where Amanda Cook did it in like a service itself. Mm. Yeah, that song. So I would say it didn't do it for me, but like I say, it kind of reminded me of something else. So I kind of scrapped it, but then I really came back to listen to it again. I was like, ooh. But 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 I think it's also partly because of our our background. I think our backgrounds yeah. are quite similar, where we yeah. have a lot of what we call free worship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 if you and if you know, uh, when you listen to a hill song, or even spontaneous, what, they don't really go into it a lot. So the yeah. one, the mainstream ones that really go into it a lot, and that we can find it easily available, is actually Bethel. Mm. Yeah, so I find a lot of relatability to that, you know, where the whole song is for 10 minutes, although the, the song structure itself only runs for like 3-4 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. But growing up in a church culture where we really give a lot of time for free worship and all these kind of things. So maybe that's why it kind of, it kind of works for me, la, Bethel, because of that familiarity and the similarity in terms of right. the way we do songs and all. So uh-huh. do, you think, do you think collective music will, will do that? I mean, since we, we do it on our Sunday service. Right. It's, I know you. Uh, tri- I know you tried once. I think you tried once. You did like a beautiful savior medley kind of thing. TK, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's not just about the medley. Uh, I, I think it's about just having a bit more freedom. And uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do, I do admit it. You know that. Uh, I, I realize sometimes. You know, just having our minds too focused on, on yeah. the whole set list. And uh, you guys have heard me talking about this before. You know, where we're just too worried about the set list sometimes. You know, throughout the set list. Throughout the set list. Uh, yeah. So maybe. Uh, that's why it comes to the whole technical standpoint, right? You got to get to a point where you're so good. Uh, not that you're so good that you play everything so perfectly but in a sense where you don't really make noticeable mistakes mm-hmm. and, um, yeah so I think that's one thing that's been ingrained in me from uh, my music teacher you know from early on you know where he said you know this technical mm-hmm. excellence right it's actually a and I think Bill Johnson and some of these people who write about worship talk about it so it's, it's, it's like a what they, they, they call it an excellence that does not distract right that's the whole point of having that kind of sense of excellence so that your excellence do not distract Oh, so- sorry TK, can you repeat that again? It's, it's a, kind, a kind of excellence that does not distract. Okay. We all get distracted when someone plays out of tune, you know, like mm-hmm. someone, you know, who uploaded his video on Worship Fails a f- few weeks ago. <laughs> this watch, guys. This uh, guitarist on Collective, you know. Bobby, yeah. who the heck is this guy? Yeah. Shocking morning, man. Coming from America, we thought he'd be a better player, but <laughs> yeah. <he has> <laughs> So, so we were distracted, right? See, so the whole point of excellence, right? That in 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 terms of what we talk about, it's not so much an excellence that draws attention to our excellence, but it's an excellence that actually that uh, does away with any distraction. Wow. Get what I mean? Right. It's actually our non-excellence that really draws attention to us. If you think about it, <laughs> you know, sometimes we we get the mindset that you know what I want to be so excellent. You know, like hey, then people ask, hey, why, why? Why you want to be action? Is it you know you want to show off? Is it your skills? But actually no. It's actually when you don't play well. Is that when yeah. you don't play well? That is when you actually draw attention to yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. Like like suddenly like TK talking about this, it kind of makes me think like you know when you go to like a concert, like say for example you watch Coldplay or like you watch Drummond, you're not worried about them playing a wrong chord or like you're not worried for them, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like this whole I think the times where people really really can engage is when they're not worried for the band or the worship team. There's like if like I can sense like a certain kind of freedom within them, then like I might maybe in, in, in some ways I myself can also let go of all my worries and stuff like that. Because like I, I can actually imagine sometimes, you know, if let's just say you kind of know, let's just say for example, the band, maybe 
they could have high possibility they'll make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes, like as a congregation, you kind of like you worry for them. Then you worry too much for them. You, you, you know, I think it's like it's about like this sense of freedom. And just, again, just, it just becomes something. a distraction. Yeah, it becomes a distraction, lah. You know, I think this one of the things that like if you know it's so good, you don't even see it, which is like kind of a lot of the concept of like a lot of audio as well. If you go to a concert and it sounds great, you will think that the band is great. But if you go to a concert and you hear the audio is bad, you'll think that oh, whoever did sound was bad. It becomes a distraction, you know what I'm saying? So you don't really see kind of the truth in front of you because you're distracted by something else. Again, back to the pandemic and what's going on and especially we've only got like less than two months before the... This month. The year it's going to be Feliz Navidad 2021. Do you think that worship leaders, worship team should pick up the skill of editing and like recording themselves? I don't know. What do you think, uh, Johnny? Mm, for me, I think it's a skill that as long as you kind of get... In, I mean like nowadays because everything is so available. Like you can... Like you have kids that make like kids on your iPhone, on the laptop. Like I feel... I, it's not a must because not everybody is like super duper technical, which I totally get. It's like, mm. it's totally fine. But I feel that if you have maybe a certain inclination or certain kind of like, I don't know, just a, a desire for it, then mm. why not Why not just go into it, you know? Because I feel it only makes you that much better as a player. So like, for me, when I just started playing guitar, I always thought that my timing is pretty good. Then mm. I went to the studio and I realized my timing is quite rubbish lah. You know, mm-hmm. so like I feel it all this kind of thing, it just adds up on your skill. There's you know, a lot of people kind of think like, oh, if I kind of like get too deep into this, you know, I'll be like too technical and they're very worried that like they'll go down some weird rabbit hole. But I feel like it's just like any skill you pick up. Mm-hmm. If you just pick it up, you just get better. And I think like um a really, really good example is uh jo- Joshua. So Joshua plays for like, you know, drums on our main service. Oh, Joshua, the, the, okay. The first time he started recording, right? Like the first week he started recording himself, I think he nearly took like almost two days to do it. Then like towards the end of it, he only took like three hours. And he did it for two services. He did it for English service and a Mandarin service. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and he's not a technical guy, you know. But he can pick Mm -hmm. up a skill and that makes him a much better player. It makes him a much better drummer because he's more aware of his timing. He's more aware about his feel. He's more aware about how do I create um, the build for it in when I'm playing alone in a studio by myself, recording everything mm. by myself, and you could you could genuinely see like get that much better, lah. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I think all of us saw that as well. I mean, even I myself, you know, the the number of hours and the number of takes just gets lesser <laughs> and lesser as the weeks go by, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But yeah, real shout out to people like Joshua. And I think it really speaks a lot about people like him um, doing just more than what's required. So it's really not just about is it better to have a certain skill, but what does that say about someone? Right. Uh, this, 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 this is not to, to, to tear down anyone who did not do it because all of us come from a different uh, situation. Yeah. You know, some of us may have yeah. families and kids and all. I mean, it's fine, it's fine. But if you have that capacity you know and if you do what's more than required and this is something that we talk about all the time you see and i think this is one of those situations where we get to see people like josh you know who really did more than required and, and yeah and it shows shout out to papa joshua man he's a yeah joshua oh yeah right now yeah complete yeah. no drums now yeah it's true i i think there was once when i when i was visiting uh kl and then i went to just help out John with something. He's there in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was there. he was there in the studio. Man, yeah. That, that kind of heart. Yeah, I think it's true. Really, it's, it's more than the skill, but that going the extra mile kind of mentality that really sets and brings the, the worship to another level. Yeah. Um, but to the listeners out there, this might be haram for some people. Ooh, come on. Ooh, I was waiting. Come on. I was wondering when we're going to get to the haram. All these questions are quite halal already. Uh. Come on. We're doing this. Yeah, previously we were halal. So now we're going haram right now. For Seoul, for the past two months, we haven't been doing worship in our service. I, I found it distracting. Number one, uh, we are still building the talent. You know, because this is a new church coming together. Um, I, I mean, John was there. I, I find myself recording like 
into like two, three in the morning. Yeah. In the morning, editing. Crazy. Mixing. Oh, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, uh, thanks, John, for being there. Love, so, love your pasta, guys. That, that was one. <laughs> and then number two, like I like I mentioned earlier, even when I use like collectives video to put on screen and like try to worship together, I was like losing people. I was like losing like their attention. And but then for us, we go back to our focus, like what were we trying to focus on? And our focus was actually on new friends, like people who do not know who Jesus is. So for someone new, like brand new, you know, who is not a Christian, this whole worship thing will make no sense to them. Mm. Like, you know, what am I supposed to do? See uh, Johnston play a guitar and, and like I'm supposed to feel something, you know? So that's why we kind of got rid of it. So TK, I, I know, what do you think? you think we should bring it back again or as long as it's not a distraction and we remain focused? I think um, everyone's situation is different, right? So like for our team back here in Collective in KL, um, so the whole production team, we're pretty much just uh, on crisis mode, right? When we were, especially the first month and all. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, there was a hierarchy of priorities. Like if all else fails, what must go up? So for us, is preaching. If all else fails, uh, number two, uh, worship. And then number three, you know, something like offering. And then number four, something else, something else. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to have something like that in mind where, okay, you know what? If I only have this limited resources, what am I going to make the best of? Mm-hmm. Because the, I think the mistake would be to try to do everything and then not really doing well at anything. So I think that's the first mistake. Secondly, is to try to do what everyone else is doing. <laughs> <laughs> so just because everyone is doing worship squares, does that mean we have to be doing worship squares? So that's the second mistake. The third mistake I think is this. I really, really doubt this is a permanent situation. Mm-hmm. So I think some of us, we react in a way where, oh my gosh, this is it. This is permanent already. Mm-hmm. And that's why we try to bring everything back fast and everything back like, oh, immediately, you know? And the rush into things. I know, I, I believe in making certain decisions fast. Certain things need to be up and all. But to try to take everything in and one go, sometimes yeah, if you know you don't have the capacity and all, right, then I think it's good to pace it up because we are not, we are also not in this permanently. There will be a day where we will gather back together as a congregation, as a mm-hmm. church, because there is a value in that. Uh, I mean, nothing can replace being in the yep. crowd and singing our hearts out and hearing everyone and having someone slap your face because he was raising his hands too high and too wide. You know? <laughs> so nothing, nothing, can, nothing can beat that. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it was like, okay, whatever we're facing right now, yeah, yeah, we're not really having the most ideal responses and all, but it's not permanent. Mm. So what kind of quote-unquote game are we playing in the long run, you see? Because if like, like for yourself, you know, you're running the whole show pretty much by yourself, you and Caroline, you know, and maybe one or two of your core, if you kill yourselves after month three trying to do everything, then where's the sustainability and the longevity and what yeah. we do, right? So I think it's good to prioritize. You know what? If all else fails, what must be up there? Mm. And, 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 and the number one priority in terms of what must be up there also must be of a certain level of quality, right? You can't say, okay, you know what? As right. as it's fine, you know? But uh, again, because we want to put it up in a sense where back to the whole uh, excellence that does not distract again, you know, if I put a preaching out with 30 minutes of crappy audio quality, who's going to listen to that? Yeah. This is the reality, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's, so uh, that means yeah. if I'm getting you correctly, what you're saying is if let's say the recording for the worship team is really bad, don't put it up at yeah, all. Because, yeah, because if you think about it, right, if it's really bad, if it's really bad, I, I, okay, again, there's really no right or wrong. You really got to decide for yourself because, you know, there may be some people who say like, at least better than nothing, lah. Which is not wrong. Yeah. It's not wrong. Which is which is fine. But at the end of the day, then I we gotta ask ourselves: Who is this more for? Is it more for the people or more for ourselves that we feel we right. have? This, you know, like we fulfill. Ooh, our, ouch! It's like said it, uh, and, and, and you know what? And it may not even be coming from a from bad intentions. It may be coming from really pure intentions to mm-hmm. to want a, a sense of obligation and responsibility. You see, yeah. But I think these are real questions that we gotta ask ourselves. Okay, so we wanna do like uh, four songs or four worship square songs because we always done four songs in our live service. Who is this more for, you know? Yeah. Is it, is it more for us fulfilling it as an obligation or is it really more for the people? Mm-hmm. And, and, and because, you see, I think church, we have really evolved to, to, to revolve around the stage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, when yep. I say church, I, I mean uh, uh, the kind of church that we are familiar with from the three of us. Mm-hmm. It has evolved to revolve around the stage. 
But with this pandemic and with this lockdown, right, it revolves around the home so much more. So there are some things that we can do and some things that we just can't do as well, you know, as when there's no stage. And we just got to bear that in mind because uh, I think this one thing that you learn in, in marketing, right, and this may be a bit not uh, as what the, what the initial uh, person who said this mean, uh, mean for it to apply to, but uh, this guy's name is Marshall McLuhan. He says the medium is the message. Mm-hmm. So, so the message that I put out, it kind of depends on the medium, you see. Mm. So what medium do we have right now? You gotta kind of tweak the message a bit, you know. It's deep. It's deep. Yeah. What kind of medium, you know, and where you're at, you know, if you're at home and and that's the kind of team that you have, um, really make make the full use of it. Uh, to all the listeners out there, you know, if you are struggling with your team and um, you are thinking, considering, you know, and if you feel like it's a sin not to have a worship set list on your pre-recorded. Um, church service, you know, because of this whole pandemic, uh, I want you to know it's fine. It's okay. You know? Yeah. We have all these resources out there. Mm-hmm. Battles out there, hill songs out there. I, I, I don't think they're doing it just for themselves. I mean, this is what they are so good at and we are, the whole is so blessed by them. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what's wrong with us using true, true. their videos? I mean, if we need to get permission and all, okay, fine, write in, you know, get the copyright and everything and all, but I, 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 I kind of doubt they'll say no. <laughs> or at least not every one of them will say no, right? Yeah. yeah. So if I, I, I think too high an emphasis is placed on, you know what, we, we have to, it must be by us and from us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you can do it, great. But if you're not, hey, why, why not just use the results yeah. over there? I mean, we are not just this church. We are the church. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. right? I think, I think yeah. shout, out, shout out to Ninat and his team in Pune. Yes. Like I, I've seen yes. him collaborating with uh, other worship team members from different churches in India. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's uh, it really uh, brings a whole meaning. It brings a whole meaning to collaboration. And I think yeah, he worked with what he have, and you know, I think he also yeah. used from collective. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Nice yeah. To see that. Back to you, Johnny. What mm-hmm. do you think is one thing significant that? churches should learn like I mean when I say churches like worship team you know from churches uh-huh. should learn from this pandemic the, the, the word that comes to the mind a lot is sustainability lah. you can be very gung-ho the first two three weeks you know like everybody because like you know when you have something fresh something new a new project you want to do it's very easy to get everybody on board like, mm-hmm. super easy because everybody think oh this is new but then like four weeks then the six then the eight ten Imagine doing this for 20 weeks. Like, how sustainable is everything? Like, you know? And I think building it around that idea, because you have to understand a lot of times, like, a lot of people are coming, you know, are doing this on a voluntary base. People have, like, jobs, people have work, people have all kinds of weird schedules, you know, weird timings. And if you're just trying to just force it down for the sake of forcing it down, then there's no sustainability in this. For me, I feel like, if you can at least be sustainable in this, then you're going to at least, it's going to work out for you in the long run. And also you don't want people to start resenting things. Mm-hmm. I think this is where it, it really becomes very like, it becomes very difficult when people start resenting the thing that you originally had very like good intentions for because like, oh, then it just feels like I'm just doing it, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat again. Mm. It, 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 the freshness just gets super duper. I mean, actually, a lot of times it's just morale, you know? And... Yeah, I think as long as you do something that is sustainable, where people can keep coming in and out to keep doing it, you know, maybe it can be sometimes a mixture of different people, different types of concepts. It always it doesn't just have to be like, for example, it doesn't always have to be the four piece, five piece band. Sometimes it could just be one person and acoustic guitar. That can work. You know, it, it doesn't always I think there's like a misconception that or because like, you know, we have to compete before everything is out there. Now are we gonna lose people's like you know, attention and stuff like that. And also kind of like just going back also to using like different resources, asking for help, which I feel a lot of people sometimes just, they don't open that conversation. It's like, you know, if like I know somebody from somewhere that could help me out, myself just ask, you know. And same goes to like, if you have the resource as well, you should be kind of like looking for ways. Like So for example, I think one thing that really, really helped was that... um when we started doing our live, right, when we started doing our online services, mm-hmm. we used that, uh, that, 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 le- that left mic, the five meter one. What is it called again? Uh? Okay. What? Which one? The, 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 the clip on mic. Oh, the Boya mic? 
Yeah, the boya. The, the lapel. Ink. Yeah, the lapel. The lapel. And I, I, I actually, to, to be honest, I've never heard of But the moment I heard it from like Kiki and Kel, I started recommending it to a whole bunch of people. And it's not just like people that also do like online services and churches, but like people who are kind of like interested in doing podcasting. Mm. Like it was a really, really affordable way to get like better quality audio to people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really thinking, it's like just kind of like thinking during this whole time, it's just like how we can create sustainable techniques or sustainable kind of like efforts for whole bunch of other different like different kind of people uh. so it can get very tiring really really fast mm-hmm. like I mean if you listen to like four weeks of like iPhone audio boleh lah you know <laughs> it, the, the, the focus is just you know it's like Oops. it's really it's super distracting you know and I mean it, and like just I think just, just sharing it you know and like just try to figure out ways to all can just kind of like help each other out in a broader spectrum of like the church community. But yeah, it's just having spoken to all these worship pastors, you know, everyone is just more than open and more than willing to yeah. really share resources and just help mm. each other out. Um, I think we, we, we are really, uh, at least for the circles that I'm in, the people that I know, uh, no one's really very, you know, this is our thing, you know, we just keep it to ourselves and I think yeah, yeah. so open and just so collaborative and, and generous. Uh, mm. the people that I've spoken to and and, and and these people are actually people I call friends as well you know mm-hmm. just so generous with whatever they are doing and whatever they know yeah yeah, yeah that's good uh, thanks John I think yeah sustainability is something that's very important because I don't think a lot of people are looking at the long run they yeah. are just so I think first firstly they are caught up with the fear like oh yep. my gosh how am I going to do this you know what's next and then they just jump right into it and then they're like, okay, let's make this better. Let's make this better. Without realizing that this is a long game. Yeah. You know? And, and like, like, people is people is a long game, you know. Like, sometimes people are just, um, yeah, sometimes people are just super duper busy all the time. And if you don't think about them, like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you, and you said, you know, like how, I mean, just imagine four weeks of iPhone recording. Okay. <laughs> I can bear with it, man. Then after that, right? Like, do you still want to do it? You know? So I think all these things have to be considered. So yeah, thanks, John. Um, Sinors, I mm-hmm. really thank you all tonight for having this conversation. You know, um, this is not the end. We will definitely do a part two, but I want to end the podcast uh, with TK. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe TK, could you share something to encourage uh, all the worship pastors, uh, worship leaders out there? Like, um, how should they lead their team uh, during this season? Okay, I, I just reflect on myself also as how, what have I done uh, well and what have I not done so well in, 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 in this kind of role as a, someone leading a worship ministry or creative ministry. Um, I think what I've done well was I made quick decisions. Mm. So it may not be the perfect decisions, but I think we need to make quick decisions and then scale up or gradually. Like, it's like, you know, it's like a ways, you know, you recalibrate as you go. So do not be too caught up trying to come up with the best decision. Mm. No way or no way your baseline is and you know what, let's just do it. Mm. Uh, what I thought I should have done better was actually the whole communication bit. Uh, mm. I think I communicated pretty well with a certain group of people, a smaller group, my core team and all. But I think I, I wish I communicated more with a bigger group, more constantly. So I think uh, worship pastors out there or any leaders for that matter, I think that communication bit is all the more important when we don't see each other face-to-face, you know. Uh, there's really so much loss in terms of we can't see each other's facial expressions as oh, well as man. in real life, uh, the body language. I can't give you a hug, you know, or high five yeah. or and, and whatever, no, you know. Um, I don't know. I try not to do elbow bumps. Elbow bumps. But yes, uh, leaders, I think the constant communication is something to, to really keep up la. and um, mm. and just the whole maybe centering people around scripture mm. like hey mm. you know, this week why not let's all take a look at Genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth wow. okay you know what let's go to the Bible right now how does that apply right now and God created as chaos and the Holy Spirit is hovering over chaos is the Holy Spirit hovering over the chaos in our lives right now? You know, so just, just, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> just, just, just 
having everyone centered around a, a, a mm-hmm. verse, you know, um, I think all of us have our own time alone with God and all. Mm-hmm. But perhaps if I reflect back, yeah, maybe I could have done a bit more with the team in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, right. and this is why Johnny and I love wow. DK because he always points yes. to Jesus. <laughs> as notorious as we are, <laughs> we always point back. Well, we try to be as less haram as we can, you know. Uh, <laughs> Sinors, it's been a great pleasure. Um, we are going to do this uh, again, definitely. Um, yes. But I think for this episode, I, I really want to help those different churches out there who are listening to this podcast to really get that confidence again that, hey, you know what, it's okay. Focus on what is necessary. You know, mm-hmm. uh, think about things that are sustainable. And again, you know, just focus back on Jesus. Um, thank you, Sinners. Thank you, guys. For, yeah, thanks, thanks for having us after yeah, so us. long. But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. After yeah. hearing other people's podcasts every week, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Don't worry, there's going to be more. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. But really enjoyed this. Right. Thanks so much. Yeah, I want to say, this, uh, you know what? I think soul food has been one of the things that really did well during this whole season. Oh. Yeah. You know what, DK, thanks. I must really give it to you because it is something that you just started. And I think the whole, it, just, it was just the right thing at the right time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you really got yep. good guests and all, and, and 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 the guests, and I love it that the guests that you have on your show right now are actually um, people who are your friends. Yeah, and I think it's it all yep. falls back to the relationships that you have built over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to just you know shout out to you, man. Uh, oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks. Before I forget, before we end, um, to all our listeners on this podcast, um, if you have any questions like regarding like sound, how you could do better in your church, in your recording, home recording, Johnson is an amazing music producer. Um, wow. He's not just helping collective, uh, other churches out there as well right now. Oh, wow. Uh, but you can find him on Instagram at uh, Bobby Reckonfield. Uh, yes. Bobby R I C K E N. F-I-E-L-D. No S, right? Yes. No <laughs> S. No S. Just one field. <laughs> one field. Just one field. Singular. And yep. to all the worship pastors, uh, worship leaders out there, generally, generally if you're in the worship team, you know, if you're struggling, TK, Kaysen is one leader that I look up to, a big brother that I look up to, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to guide you and help you out as well. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Kaysen Lim, all right? K-Y-S-E-R-N. L I M. All right, Sinors. All right, man. Time, man. All right. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.